Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program coming to you via the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places. We're streaming all those places, right? Mm-hmm. Or you'll see us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks and the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Please join me in welcoming Ashley Pickle. I was like, oh, no, is there is something going to jump out behind me? No, like, no. what are we doing here? No. Hi, friends. Hi. Today is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. Big day. You know why? It's uh, T-Pup's birthday, Trevor Bullard. Happy sure, birthday happy to birthday, Trevor Bullard. Yes, happy birthday, Trevor. <laughs> it's also a big day. You know why? I'm sorry for caring about my employees. <laughs> Another reason that it's a big day. Besides, what? another reason to celebrate besides Trevor Bullard's <laughs> birthday. I don't know. It's 100 days of Thanksgiving. Oh, let's go. 100 days. Let's Start go. that prep work right now. Let's go. Hey, we need you on this wall. Maybe your team thinks, maybe your team Christmas for like 265 days of the year. Mm-hmm. I can forgive that if you are team Thanksgiving for the next, next 100. days. I was, All right? Uh, it's our time. It's Thanksgiving season officially today. 100 days till Thanksgiving. Get your mind right. Get your menu right. Start planning things out. This is an important time. This is the time when Thanksgivings are won. Right now. I was literally talking about the Cajun turkey on Sunday. Happy birthday to Steve Carell. Do you know how old Steve Carell is today? How old? 60. Who? I mean... That man, that's a good-looking 60-year-old man. Yeah, I was just going to say, he does not age. I think it might be because he looked a little older yeah. when he was young. He kind of went a little gray. <laughs> yeah. Quick. So it it's was like, Steve yeah, Martin if effect. you do that, then people go, oh, man. Yeah, it's a Steve Martin effect. <laughs> yep. Like, if you go gray, like, really quickly, then yeah. it's like, oh, he just, he just looked the same. He's just, yeah. Episode 1,436. On today's show, folks, we've got a big, 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 big show. Yeah. We'll go in, we'll go in reverse order. Okay. 1220-ish, we're going to be joined by the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer himself, Tuesdays. The return of Craig Way every Tuesday at 1220. Uh, we're going to talk just about what he's looking forward to about the season. I saw him yesterday, so I figured, hey, I, I was like, hey, Craig, you want to be on the show tomorrow? He's like, yeah, sure. So he did. <laughs> then before that, we're going to have my bold Texas college football predictions for 2022 going out on some limbs here. Ugh, it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. Uh, we do have something to do before that, but do we have first fourth of the door? Um, we sure do. It was Rob Hadaway. 
Tony Blaylock, Nick Morton, and just Chad. Welcome in, fellas and lady fellas. Also, uh, Miss Terry, who I take her advice all mm-hmm. the time, says you should take her your uh, you should take Tep wife to a cute small town and buy her stuff. There's not like a cute small town near here though. Like we have yeah. we have we have childcare for like a couple of hours. Yeah. So I appreciate the hustle and I appreciate yeah. the mental the mental like fortitude here. There's but a cute like, little wine house. Good idea, <laughs> not real workable. Yeah. Anyway. But we do have to start off today's show with a major Dave Campbell's Texas football announcement. Mm-hmm. That's right. So <clears throat> a major Dave Campbell's Texas football announcement. Yesterday I was at Bally Sports Southwest. Yep. Still don't have a contract. Please tell me you saw my tweet about you last night. Mm-mm. You didn't? Oh, you you actually would have loved it. I tagged you. Uh, Pay attention to when I tag you in tweets. I was at Bally Sports Southwest yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were shooting the high school football preview show presented by our friends at Jack in the Box. Myself, Craig Way, and Aaron Hardigan. Mm-hmm. And during that time, because they're, they're starting to gear up about high school football. Yeah. You might have seen yesterday... But they announced the Texas Football Days game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, or, uh, Valley Sports Southwest heading to Alvin, Iowa Colony specifically, for the state-ranked showdown between rivals who have never met uh, <laughs> in the in Alvin Shadow Creek against Manville. That will be live on Valley Sports mm-hmm. Southwest. Freedom Field is uh, awesome. At free, from Freedom Field uh, next Friday. We're really geeked up about it. Pre-game, I believe, starts at 6. Uh, so we're very excited about that. And so they're, they're rolling out a lot of things there at Bally Sports Southwest. A lot of good things. Uh, I'm back for my 10th year on Bally Sports Southwest, believe it or not. A decade Actually, I don't have, I, but I don't have a contract. <laughs> I don't have a contract yet, Greg Flick. Anyway, <laughs> all that is to say that there will be a few changes to the Bally Sports Southwest lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, um, the... The Built for Tough Player of the Week Award, which I have hosted for, uh, uh, alongside Aaron Hardigan for uh, the past few years, now could be hosted uh, by our friend Katie Angelson. It's going nice. to be Katie Angelson and myself on Built for Tough Player of the Week, which airs on Friday mornings. Yes. Uh, there's also a change on scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Scoreboard, the new host of High School Scoreboard Live, alongside Craig Way and myself, is Aaron Hardigan. The supernova. Aaron Hardigan. Let's go. Craig Way and myself on High School Scoreboard Live. There's one other adjustment. I have been on Football Friday, as I mentioned, for 10 years. Mm -hmm. 10 years. And the lineup's not going to change. Lineup's not really going to change. It's going to be myself. It's going to be Aaron Hardigan. It's going to be C.T. Steckel. And it's going to be Coach Ken Purcell. Mm -hmm. Excited about that. But we have decided to make an announcement. And decided to make an addition to the team. And so... We were looking around. We're like, who could we add to Football Friday that could really set this thing off? And I think we found the person. The next co-host and analyst on Football Friday is Ashley Pickle. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. After uh, three years on the sideline for Valley Sports Southwest, they uh, they're going off the rails here. They've lost all control. And um, they have asked me, I got the call up to the big leagues to join you on the desk on as the an desk. analyst. <laughs> on the desk? Yeah. Ashley Pickle, studio creature. <laughs> 
I am, uh, man, I am absolutely pumped. I have loved my time down there on the sidelines. Um, don't worry, I will still be going to games. Like, literally the first Thursday I'll be out at a game, and Saturday I'll be at a triple header at the Alamo Dome. But on Friday nights, I will be in studio. Um, so from 9 to 11, mm-hmm. you and Aaron will vacate the desk, and CT Steckel will move over to be host, and I'll be sitting in a Tepper's chair doing right. um, some analyst work so incredibly excited for the opportunity i really am it's it's gonna be awesome i'm fired up about it <laughs> uh we also if you are wondering hey are we ever gonna get tepper and pickle on a desk together mm-hmm. great news <laughs> y'all can the, all start crying now <laughs> the 10 o'clock hour of yep. football friday is going to be ct steckle ashley pickle and greg tepper on the desk yeah. together. Um, it's I don't TF- know what they're thinking. <laughs> it's TFT takeover on uh, on on the, the on Friday nights. Uh, yeah, this has been in the works for a minute. Uh, it has been, but uh, it's super cool. And, and by the way, I'm I I know for a fact from an analyst perspective. Obviously, we have incredible hosts and uh, and and reporters who do great work. Uh, but from an analyst perspective. I am fairly certain that the list of uh, woman analysts on Bally Sports Southwest is now Nancy Lieberman and you. <laughs> I'm yeah. fairly certain that's the case. That uh, that was the wildest thing for me for a lot of time. If you look at a lot of the Bally um, lineups, it's it's typically a female host and then male analyst. So when I got the original call from Greg Flick, um, our head producer in charge of all of our high school football content, asking for me to be an analyst. I mean, when I tell you that it was like, I mean, just shocking at a loss of words. And I was like, he, he said he was like, well, do you have anything to say? And I was like, well, for a person that you just hired to talk words, uh, no, I don't. That's that's amazing. And um, they're they're taking a risk putting a female on the desk. So I'm, I'm very excited. And hopefully wow. I do right by them. I, I have... Zero concerns about you on the desk. <laughs> you know high school football inside and out. Um, many people are calling you Tepper Jr. No. So no. We are putting that to an end right have, now. Happy to have TJ on the desk. not happening. <laughs> happy to have TJ on the desk. That's right. Uh, so Ashley Pickle. Throw that graphic up there one more oh, time. Man. I made it. You might as well get some mileage out of it. <laughs> That's right. Ashley Pickle, the new co-host and analyst on Football Friday. Thank you. Very I'm... Exciting excited i'm fired up i Um, am as well yes Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome so we hope you'll tune into football friday 7 11 p.m on bally sports southwest uh we'll be on there both of us yeet you gotta stop can i yeet on air (laughs) nope yeah let me tell you the quickest way to end this thing (laughs) is to start yeeting on the air anyway uh congratulations pickle thank you Uh, i've told you privately but i'm just i'm so proud of you and i think this is awesome and i'm just i'm fired up so uh all right it's now time to discuss college football let's talk a little college football college football starts next saturday in texas it does north texas at utep next saturday i think craven and mallory will be out there they will in el paso in el paso i'm jealous in in the 915 yeah i get that right and the rest of us will be in the 210 we will? Not you, but we will. Matt, oh, Steph, San Antonio. Ish, and I. Yeah. yeah. I won't be. I'll be in a 2 we'll What I'm saying is the DCDF crew will be eating well next Saturday. Yes. It's going to be big. Anyway, let's 
talk about some predictions. So college football is nigh upon us, and there's a lot to a lot to soak in, a lot to to get to, and and people love predictions. You may remember last year I made some predictions about the 2021 season, very famously perfect on my predictions. Many people have written about this, about how remarkable it is, how good I am at these predictions. When did so we start we thought, lying to the people? So we thought that we would issue some more bold predictions for college football. And again, you did do better on your college picks than you did your high school picks. You went three and, and two on your college picks. That's <laughs> why I am on a televised college football oh, show. <laughs> anyway. All of that is to say these are bold predictions, okay? I'm not going to go out there and say I think that Texas State's going to win more than three games because I don't think that that's very bold, right? That's not very bold. I'm not going to say, hey, you know what? I think Texas A&M might be pretty good. Like that's, that's not, <gasps> yeah, that's not no. bold. That's not bold. They have to be bold and they have to be measurable. And so I have five bold Texas college football predictions for the 2022 season starting with – Boom! The state of Texas will have two national semifinalists. So we've got a few different places that this could happen. Okay. Okay. Um, I really do think that there there's a few different places that this this could happen. Specifically, you look at the FCS ranks. I think there's some some opportunities there. Uh, now, Sam Houston is not eligible for the playoffs because they're transitioning, so that hurts my case in the FCS. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got a great opportunity with maybe uh, Incarnate Word with maybe Stephen F. Austin. I think there's some few a few teams in the FCS that could do it. Division two is interesting. I think the Lone Star Conference has a couple of candidates, specifically Angelo and Midwestern State, uh, especially if Midwestern State actually makes the playoffs this year like they should have last year, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but th- that would be that would be a um, an opportunity to to make a, a national semifinal. Um, Division three is where I feel pretty good. Yeah, because I think. I think there's a fair chance that both Mary Harden Baylor and Harden Simmons get into the playoffs, and I think they're two of the three best teams in the in the nation. And so, to me, that is where I feel I feel pretty good about uh, uh, about it. But then there's there's another one that I want to throw out there, and I think that this is maybe flying under people's radar, and that is, I think there's a chance that we have it in the junior college ranks. Okay. I think th- I think that there is an opportunity like that we could have a national semifinalist in the junior college ranks. Uh, specifically, uh, you know, this is a this is you know the SWJCFC. You know, they uh, they last year the four semifinalists were Iowa Western, Snow College, New Mexico Military, uh, who won the national championship by the way, and Northwest Mississippi. I think there's an opportunity to have a team from the SWJCFC make it all the way to a national semifinal as well in the junior college ranks. Uh, you know, the, the teams that I would look at would be would be a team like Tyler. I think Tyler's got an opportunity because remember, you know, I think they they got to get past the defending national champs, but I think they mm-hmm. got an opportunity. Them or Kilgore look like yep. the teams that, that could do it. So my bold prediction, the state of Texas will have at least two national semifinals. That's also not to, not to say mm-hmm. we could have an FBS one. Oh, yeah. That I if mean, a team makes the college football playoff, then they then they could then that's a national semifinal. Yep. So I think the state of Texas will have two national semifinals in 2022. All right. My next bold prediction: the state of Texas will have a Heisman finalist. Couple of candidates. Yeah, here. I feel good about this one. Couple of candidates here. I think the it one, is bold, but I do feel good about it. I think it. the one that everybody's going to look at is Bijan Robinson. Yes. I think everybody's going to look at Bijan Robinson and say he's got an opportunity. Um, to to make the to, to make it to New York, and if he plays the way he should, there's no yeah. reason that he shouldn't be. No, for sure, he's he's certainly got that opportunity. So so that would be uh, I think people would be looking at Bijan Robinson. 
I think Quinn Ewers. I think certainly the upside there would be for a guy like like Quinn Ewers to be able to to make uh, make that that big run. I think if you're looking for a sleeper, I think if they hand the darn ball to Devon Chan, yeah. A Chan, <laughs> then I think that A and M could have a a, a a a finalist. I think that there are a couple of different options here. Um, you know, b- between and by the way, that's that's even to say like, what if you have like a breakout quarterback that we don't even see coming, right? right. What if you you have you know what Blake Shapin starts putting up crazy numbers, right? You've got options there. I think the state of Texas will have somebody in New York. B. John Robinson's probably the easiest the easiest play here, but I think there's a few other guys that, that could make that list. But Texas will have a Heisman finalist. My third bold prediction. Boom. Of the F- 12 FBS teams in Texas, eight will be bowl eligible. So. It's a pretty big number. So there's 12, right? So you're saying that, that, that two-thirds of them are going to be bowl eligible. And, and if you take a look at last year, if you take a look at last year, this was, um, I believe we had, let's see if we can go through it, okay? So Houston was bowl eligible, mm-hmm. right? SMU was bowl eligible. So, and by the way, for the sake of bowl eligibility, we're saying six wins. You got to get six wins. Okay. I, I don't know if, I, like, there are teams, like, for example, if Rice gets to five and seven, uh-huh. they've got a really good shot of going to the bowl. Yeah, if with their APR. Because of the APR, we're not counting them. I'm saying six. Well, okay. and there are sometimes, like, Texas State has had six wins, but they still get kicked out of the bowl. Right. So they were eligible. Exactly. Right. Houston, SMU were bowl eligible last year. Okay. Baylor was bowl eligible last year. Tech was bowl eligible last year, right? So that's four right there. Uh, then uh, UTSA, bowl eligible. North Texas, bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rice missed it. Uh, UTEP was bowl eligible last mm-hmm. year. Uh, how many is that right now? Seven. Seven. Uh, and then A&M was bowl eligible. Eight. So there you go. So there were eight last year. I think it will happen again. So basically, here's what you're banking on. Here's mm-hmm. what you're banking on. I think I think Houston is a lock for a bowl. Not, I don't think I'm going on a limb. No, I think they're going to be absolutely not. In fact, let's just say that the three teams that were ranked in the um, in the AP poll are locks for bowls: Baylor, A and M, and and Houston. Yes. Right. I think it would be pretty shocking if any of those missed a bowl. Yes. Right. So that's three. I feel really good about SMU making yeah, a bowl. Yeah. I don't think that there should be any problem. There. I think SMU makes a bowl. That's four. I think uh, UTSA mm-hmm. should make another bowl. That's five. That's five. I think. That so then you got five. You need three more out of the list of teams that that didn't make or didn't make a bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Like Texas, they Texas, should. Texas should. Texas Tech has I think tough schedule, but has an opportunity. I think TCU's. I feel pretty good about TCU mm-hmm. making a bowl. I think TCU's going to make a bowl as well. Uh, Texas State might be a struggle. Rice I think has an outside shot. UTEP I think has a good chance to make a bowl again. Yep. And I think North Texas. I think of those. Basically, there's six teams, and you really only need two of them to make a bowl. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to have eight bowl-eligible teams from the state of Texas in 2020. I like that. Cause, well, and it's funny because like, you talk about it, and you think, oh, that should be easy. And then you look at it and go, that's not well, it, especially with all the new coaches. Exactly right. Some of them, are, you know, there's going to be a couple that underachieve, but how exactly does it play out? But there's a lot of combinations I think you can see. My fourth bowl prediction. This is Texas's last season in the Big 12. Now, they're not supposed to leave until 2025. Yes. They're supposed to play two more years after this. Yes. And then start in the season of 2025 in the SEC. But I think you're starting to see all of these ripple effects and moves from... I think think what USC and UCLA did by moving to the Big 10, I think that only accelerated the process. And maybe, who knows, because you remember last year, or th- this year, the Conference USA is going to have a new look because Marshall's gone mm-hmm. and uh, Charlotte's gone. They're both they're both off to the uh, the American Athletic Conference. They decided to and leave early. And Old Dominion. There was three of them. They lost three. Conference USA okay. lost three. 
um, they they're on the move. Mm-hmm. Maybe they smelled blood in the water and they said we got to jump quickly. Um, I think that this. I think that what USC and UCLA did accelerated the timeline. Yep. And I think that the SEC is going to look around and say, "All right, let's get these guys locked in mm-hmm. because we want to." Because especially in time for what would be a new TV deal, I think this is Texas's final season in the Big Twelve. I do not think they will play another Big Twelve game after their whoever they end. The They're game looking the at Texas and OU as a package deal, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes, because that's where the issue. Texas, I think, has the money to yes. to bounce. So um, that is. My fourth bowl prediction. This All is right. Texas' final season in the Big 12. And finally, Houston will become the first Texas team to be selected for the college football playoff, which means that they would fill the Cincinnati gap that mm-hmm. was last year. Right. Now, this is a obviously a bowl prediction. Yes. You're talking about a you're talking about not only a team making the college football playoff, mm-hmm. but a group of 5 teams yep. making the bowl college football playoff and so what you're saying is not only are they going undefeated but you're also saying that the rest of the nation is going to fall in such a way that it allows an undefeated AAC Mm -hmm. champion to make it into the college football playoff well and I think even further than that last year was the first time that the playoff committee allowed in a group of five school so to say that they would willingly do that two years in a row is enough of a dice roll <laughs> right. with everything else falling into place. So, so look, first of all, I think the schedule sets up really, really well for them. Um, conference, once again, the conference play, mm-hmm. um, or really once they get past um, out of non-conference, once they get in the conference play, I think they're going to have a really, I think they're going to be be favored in pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. At SMU might be tough. At Navy's always annoying, but I think Navy's going to be down again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do they do go to, to Memphis, but I don't think that's as, as big of a game as it has been in past years. The thing for Houston that could trip them up is that all their best games are on the road. There they are have a two, terrible home schedule. There are two very tough non-conference games. One's at UTSA in the opener, and the next one's at Tech. Mm-hmm. Those are the real hurdles for them. And by the way, then they come home. You know who their home opener's against? Kansas. Kansas. And Kansas, say what you want about Kansas, right? Yeah. The Big 12 cellar dweller. They're still a Power 5 team. Right. And they get no- Houston gets knocked off into oblivion yeah. if they lose to Kansas. Oh, for sure. And so and so then they, they get Rice. I think it's going to happen. I think this is the team to do it. I think the Houston Cougars are going to become the first Texas team to be selected for the college football playoff. Go Cougs. There you have it. My five bold college football predictions like them. for 2022. I think they're relatively bold. They are. I feel good you, about them. You you done well. Uh, let's see if I can be perfect once again. What? We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Also on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. If you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe, makes a great gift. We're 100 days out from Thanksgiving. Get that Thanksgiving shopping done now. Go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, let's talk about our friends at Athletes to Athletes. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage, and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics and location? What about coaching style, financial aid? There's so many factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of on-field performance. 
Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic per- uh, perspective about what your college experience could be. Complete with checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, and much more, this 22-page guide covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And for a limited time, limited time only, I should say, I mean, TikTok guys. Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience. If you just go to athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell, you will be able to download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell to get the ultimate guide to understanding college recruiting from our friends at Athletes to Athletes. You can also scan that QR code if you're into that kind of thing. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. You know football season is right around the corner when we get to pick up our usual Tuesday conversation about Texas high school football. The Texas high school football Hall of Famer himself and my co-host on High School Scoreboard Live. He is the great Craig Wag. Craig, long time no see. I've now talked to you for three consecutive days. You know, uh, I, something crossed my mind about this, Tep, and you made a comment a couple of, about a couple of uh, questions or, or uh, comments I made as as me being in mid-season form. Mm-hmm. Well, it crossed my mind that you must be in mid-season form and Aaron Hardigan must be in mid-season form and Pickle must be in mid-season form because the way that those two get after you and the way that you get after them, uh, playfully, I might add, but get after one another all the same on social media. And I thought and I thought to myself, am I going to have to separate them on, on the show this year at some point? I got I got to thinking about that. Yeah, you've I mean you you are you are de- you've always been uh, like the voice of reason on that show, mm-hmm. uh, and now it's like you're gonna need to be the referee. But you got you know you got kids. Yeah, you, you and CT Steckle yeah, now on Football exactly. Friday. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. And we had a lot of fun yesterday, obviously with the preview show, and and it was great to see Pickle yesterday. And uh, you know it, it's we're we're. It's time, or getting close anyway, and we're all, I, I know all of us are pretty excited about it. It is It is certainly time, because we are now uh, closing in, there's uh, like nine days away, eight days away from, from real live Texas high school football happening uh, across the state of Texas. Um, so, so I want I want to take a look back at at kind of the off season writ large, and to me, there's two big storylines that are that 
they come about every offseason, but especially so it feels like this offseason. One of them is realignment, and the other is coaching changes. Now, realignment we talked about a little bit uh, whenever we had you on our show talking about realignment um, you know, back in February. Um, but now that you've had a little bit of time to digest the realignment um, out there, um, when, when, where have you settled on it as far as what is what is going to be the the thing that that ends up being what we're talking about in October and November, which is ultimately what what realignment ends up doing. What what have you settled on as being the real headline from what we saw in realignment? Well, I think there's two folders involved in that chat. One, of course, is either is the district realignment of certain schools, and we've had a lot of fun with this, and I've really zeroed in on it, as you know, uh, the the 3AD1 and the 4AD1 uh, pairing of the respective state champions of Division One and Division Two in the same district. In 4A, the one, obviously, that's Stevenville and China Spring. And in 3A Division One, it's Lorena and, and, of course, Franklin. Franklin moving up to D1, and in 4A, China Spring moving up. That's one area, and, we, and we've had uh, quite a bit of conversation on that. The other is when you jump in classification. Uh, LBJ down here in Austin is jumping back into 5A, but it's not that far into them because they played in 5A for many, many, many years before the two a the uh, the two year drop in the four a so I think uh, they're they're skilled enough to handle it, it uh, and and you know we looked at Liberty Hill moving into five a last year and all they did was make a run to the final before you know being stopped by the historic run by by South Oak Cliff but the other thing that comes to mind is the the upper classification and the and the biggest uh, the biggest uh, you might say seismic shift if you will is to see Peyto, a 5AD1 state champion, not defending its title because they're going to go 6A. And then Highland Park, which for many, many, many years in the 50s, well, back into the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and into the 90s, was at the highest level of high school football for years before the nomenclature changed. That was Class 4A. Then it became Class 5A. 1984, they were a Final Four team in, in 5A, lost to Odessa Permian in the 5A state semifinals. And then once you got on in through the 90s and on into the 2000s, then there was the classification drop. And then insert, you know, furrowed brow and, and wink, wink, nudge, nudge about Highland Park's classification stuff all those years. But so now they move back into 6A, and I think the answer on Highland Park and Peyto is, yeah, they're both going to be factors in some form. I don't know that, that either will be state championship contenders, but they can certainly impact the races, as we're discussing, back to the start of your question, in weeks 8 and 9 and on into the postseason. So that's that's one side of the offseason kind of um, puzzle. The other the other side of it is the coaching changes, and we always see this, especially in a realignment year. There are more coaching changes than usual, but it it, it does feel, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but it certainly feels even more seismic this year uh, with big name programs. Uh, you know, making a lot of them making changes at the at the at the at the head coaching position. Um, I'll just I'll leave it to you like this. Are there a couple of schools with new coaches that you are going to be particularly keeping an eye on uh, and see how the adjustment fares with the, the new guy in charge? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously down in these parts, everybody's going to be zeroing in on Westlake. I mean, if you, you know, Todd Dodge walks away from having won three in a row and, you know, how well healed is this team to make a good run for it? It doesn't matter whether 
uh, Todd was still coaching or not, the, the odds of winning a, a fourth straight are, are pretty steep, even as talented as they are. And then, of course, you say, well, how will how will it go with Tony Salazar? But here's the other thing, Tep. <laughs> Think about this for a minute. How did we get all the way through a show yesterday and not mention Lee Wigginton and Allen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did we do that? We did that because we had so many other major themes of coaches switching and moving up and retiring, Phil Danaher, all that sort of stuff. And I'm driving home last night. I thought, you know what? He mentioned Lee Wigginson and Allen because it happened late in in the day and all that sort of uh, stuff, you know, uh, with him making that move there. But that's huge. That's that's really big. And and I think he's an outstanding coach. and, And it's we know what a what a challenging job that is at Allen. Here we are talking about him now, and, and it's two weeks till it gets going. Uh, Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday if you're on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation and hashtag TF Today. You know, the good thing is you get a you get a stay of execution on my favorite question, which is to, to ask you to pick one game you want to go to. Well, don't worry. I'm, I'm gearing up to ask you next week. Really excited. Uh, but I will ask you a little bit about... Um, the 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 grand themes of this of of the season coming up. You know, there's a lot of changes with realignment uh, and, and and things like that. Uh, we put on the gatefold cover of the magazine South Oak Cliff and, and South Oak Cliff, of course, the the five division two state champions. Um, and what they were able to do, the runs of the state championship, what it represents not only for them, uh, but for but for inner city programs uh, across the nation. Um, I think that that was really a, a, a big part of what 2020, 2021 uh, looked like. And it was something that we didn't necessarily see coming. Um, whenever you take a look now at the upcoming season, um, Especially with regards to maybe some programs like that, we you mentioned yesterday about Austin LBJ making the move up from four, four division one to five division two with themselves a state finalist. Um, you know, we've heard people say all the time about how they never thought an inner city program would win a state championship ever again. Um, do you think that what South Oak Cliff did is not only sustainable? But transferable in the sense of what I should say, South Oak Cliff and LBJ did. Is it not only sustainable and transferable to the point that we should start that we may see an, an uptick in quality from inner city programs? I do. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it because uh, we've seen where pro, where programs can get more competitive. In the final analysis, it 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 really comes down to, as we know kids in the program, numbers in the system, all of those kinds of things. And the, the entire state, in specific, the inner city high school communities around the state got a chance to see, you know, to, to quote the late, great Ben Scully, in a year that was so improbable, the impossible has happened. And, and it really did because it was so highly improbable that an inner city school could win uh, an upper level state championship. And you have to say upper level because there aren't very many inner city schools at the lower. There's a few as, as shrinking enrollments have come that would make it difficult, but at the higher levels, yeah, it was going to be extremely difficult. So uh, I, I, what I'm fascinated about, one of the key themes on this tap is this, here was this incredible story last year, maybe the number one story in all of high school football in Texas. What do they do for an encore? And they are well healed for an encore. You made the comment when we were 
taping the uh, the preview show that they might be in better position mm -hmm. to do it now as a result. The big difference is, and I think you pointed this out as well, they're now the hunted, they're not the hunter. But yes, other programs have noted it. I mean, we you know we got within one win of having two inner city schools win state titles last year with LBJ getting to the final in 4AD against Stephenville. So do I think it's possible? Absolutely, I do think it's possible. I also pointed out that it's certainly possible that you could have an all inner city high school state championship matchup now that South Oak Cliff and Austin LBJ are in the same division in 5AD2. Now, Liberty Hill will have something to say about that down in the lower half of the bracket, just as the contenders in the upper half, uh, you know, Sock will have to go through. But put it this way, it's a much more plausible conversation to have now than it was, say, two, three years ago? Oh, 100%. I think you're right. I think if you had just come to somebody and, and said, hey, by the way, uh, what if we have South Oak Cliff and, and Austin LBJ in a title game? Um, it was just laugh, just just outright laughter. Because they would say, they'd say, "In what basketball?" Yeah, right. You know? Like let alone, like well, we're gonna have, we're gonna have, you know, two, let alone one. Like it would be something like that. Um, but it is, it is certainly the shifting sands of Texas high school football. He's Craig Way. He's the Texas high school football hall of famer. Here every weekday on the Horn in Austin. Of course, you can see him on High School Scoreboard Live starting next. No, well, yeah, I guess you will be on Scoreboard, but you're on the call for Manville and Shadow Creek, right? Mm -hmm. I am uh, with Gary Reasons. I will pop on. I I will uh, pop on uh, with you and uh, Aaron, uh, and uh, at least to discuss the game that I will have just called. So and and other reactionary things. So yes, I will pop on the show. Uh, so you can hear his dulcet tones next Friday on on Shadow Creek and Manville. And so next week, Craig will have you on, and we will ask you which game you're sad you're going to be missing because you'll be at you'll be at that game. So, uh, Craig, you, you know. I, I will be compiling a list of the possible <laughs> games that you could ask me about, and I guarantee you there will be at least three yeah. on my list that that won't be on yours and vice versa. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about <laughs> Jaden in May. Uh, Craig, appreciate you, my friend. We will talk next week. Uh, Pickle, uh, you know, keep up the uh, good work, uh, you know, gigging him a little bit, you know. Oh, and, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do that. Because we know Aaron will do it. Mm-hmm. No, don't worry. We're, we're tagging with this. I'm starting to feel like this whole thing's a mistake. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> Bye, Craig. <laughs> I see you. There he goes. Craig White, the Texas High Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. And, yeah, now it starts. We're going to talk with him every Tuesday. Tuesdays. So we will have Craig on this time, same bat time, same bat channel. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle, Valley Sports Southwest uh, on-air host and analyst, desk creature, that's what I should... For America's I, second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. I have to change... I realize that, like, I need to change my Twitter bio to say, like, analyst instead of, like, sideline yeah. report or reporter. Um, but maybe that's what I should do instead. Studio creature. Studio creature. That's what I am. That's it's, fair. You know. That's, that's, but I'll tell you. You know what's great? Hmm. When it's raining outside? Yeah. Great. That was... Uh, I tell you. <laughs> guys. Or, what, like, when it's cold outside? Oh, it's yeah. great. It's um, really it was funny because I got in the studio yesterday and I'm like, it's kind of cold in here. And then I was like, but it's not near as cold as what it's going to be in those uh, November games. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, no, this AC. Oh. Yeah. It so. was. Uh, yeah. It was really weird, like sitting behind the desk. I'm like this. Like, where's where's my mic? Yeah. You'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah. You'll get used so, to it. That's fun. Uh, uh, anything else? Final thoughts? No. 
It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to the Hall of Famer, Craig Way, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow with Greg Powers. Curtain. Texas Football Today.